This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. First up, the continuing twists and turns through Datuk Sri Najib Raza's appeal in the SRC international case. Even today, even as we speak, uh, there have been more updates. So just to take it back to earlier today when uh, lead counsel Hisham Te sought to discharge himself from representing Datuk Sri Najib Razak in the SRC International Appeal. And this comes after a fresh application to postpone the appeal by three to four months was denied by the by the courts. Um, he apologised to the court but said that he had no choice as he needed more time to prepare for the appeal. You may remember that he was appointed as a lead counsel along with Mrs. Uh, Zayed Ibrahim Suflan Th. Liu and partners on July 26th, replacing Tan Sri Muhammad Shafi Abdullah. However, Chief Justice Tengku Maimun Tuan Mat denied permission uh, for Hisham to discharge himself, saying that as counsel, he shouldn't walk away and should carry out his duty to represent his client because discharging himself at this point would, of course, have left Najib unrepresented. So the hearing of the appeal has been fixed from this period, August 15th to 19th, and then August 23rd to 26th. Of course, this wasn't the only... I am going to call it drama. This wasn't the only drama that's materialised in this time, right? Uh, because on Tuesday, the federal court uh, dismissed Najib's application to adduce fresh evidence in the case. Now, according to Najib's lead counsel, um, at that point, the evidence would have demonstrated High Court Judge Dato Muhammad Nazlan Muhammad Ghazali's conflict of interest in the proceedings of Najib's SRT trial because of uh, Judge Nazlan's prior role as General Counsel and Company Secretary of Maybank when 1MDB sought a 67 billion loan from Maybank in 2012. So Hishamte then argued that it could be reasonably inferred that Nazlan would have had knowledge about the proposal at the time of the SRC trial and was expected to have even advised Maybank on the proposal. Um, Hisham also looked to submit additional evidence from former 1MDB investigating officers who had recorded statements from Nazlan. Uh, so on Tuesday, Deputy Public Prosecutor Dato V. Sitambaram called this a delay tactic by Najib and his team. He stated that Nazlan's role was in the public domain and that the the matter was not brought up as a point of contention by the defence at the beginning of the trial. And in addition to this, the documents being received by Najib anonymously would amount to hearsay. So, uh, Chief Justice Tun Tanku Maimon then, who led the bench, ruled that there was no basis to suggest a conflict of interest or bias in the High Court judge's decision. So really, this has been, we said twists and turns, and we weren't kidding, right? This has been something that, you know, every other day there's a new development. Um, and I think... Uh, I really think we could all use an explainer as to what this means. What it means and what it could mean, mm. I think, crucially, because while there have been questions about what has happened, there are equal, if not more, questions about what all of this could entail, particularly as we enter what amounts to the end game, right, in the SRC international case. So that's where we are. We all need an explainer is what we're trying to say. And for that, we will be joined after this by lawyer Fari Azad, but... Let us know. How are you feeling about this? Do you have questions about what's happening? We'll try and get them answered. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp or voice note us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Bigotry Free Malaysia. BFM 89.9.
It's 5.11. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And uh, today we're talking about the latest in Datuk Sri Najib Raza's appeal in the SRC International case. Um, of course, the latest development just today was that his lead counsel, Hisham Te, sought to discharge himself. This is only the newest, um, I, th- I suppose, twist in uh, this ongoing saga. So we thought we'd um, try and understand what this means. Let us know. How are you feeling about this? Do you have questions? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. You can send us a voice note there as well. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now is lawyer Fahri Azad. Fahri, good to have you back with us. Hi, Shamila. Hi, Lynn. Let's look back to last month when the entire legal team for Najib's SRC International Appeal was swapped out. What were your thoughts on this last-minute change? Um. You know, a pathetic attempt to get an adjournment. And is that it? Are we are we moving on <laughs> to the next question? <laughs> I think everybody saw that coming, you know. You have to be blind and not reading the newspapers to see where this was going. So what then did you make of the decision to go with uh, Hisham Te and Zaid Ibrahim? Well, I, I can understand the reason to go with Hisham Te. I'm not quite sure why he went with Zaid Ibrahim. Uh, Zaid Ibrahim is not known to be a criminal lawyer. I don't know him to do any criminal cases of significance. And uh, for him to come on board for what seems like one of the biggest ever criminal appeals, um, well, maybe the client knows something I don't. So just so we understand the dynamics here, right? Um, Hisham is the lead counsel, but he and Zaid are not part of the same legal firm. Could you talk to us about whether this is normal practice? Because at least from a layperson's point of view, the team usually comes from one firm. Okay, yeah. Um, So you, okay, let me just put it this way first then. It is not a common thing, but it's not uncommon. Uh, you, lawyers usually get together from several firms if the if the matter is big or complex enough. And usually um, you need to have a solicitor on record, right? So there'll always be a firm that does the filing and they're the solicitors. And they're the people who you can uh, hire then to come on board to just argue the case. And these are usually known as the counsels. So a solicitor can can hire a counsel from any firm so long as he's not conflicted. Um, I can tell you many of the um, uh, public interest work that I do has been like that, you know, uh, spread out across a few firms. But one firm will be the solicitor and the rest will will pitch in in varying capacities. So it's it's yeah, it's it's uh, nothing, nothing unusual about that. So if we look at what the new council um, have have tried to do here, firstly, they requested to adduce new evidence to demonstrate that there was a conflict of interest, um, particularly with High Court Judge Datuk Muhammad Nazlan Muhammad Ghazali's involvement in the proceedings. What would this have achieved if it had been allowed? Well, if the application um, to allow the evidence, the new, the, the new evidence was allowed, um, it doesn't mean that it, their case that um, Justice Nazlan had was in a conflict of interest necessarily follows. So all that application does is allow for the evidence they feel will persuade the court there was a conflict to now be uh, available for consideration by the court. So once the evidence is in, then from there, they have to then argue the point that they want to make. So it's not a given just because the evidence goes in, it necessarily follows. 
And if we look at this latest turn of events, uh, Lead Counsel Hisham Teh has obviously uh, sought to discharge himself as Lead Counsel. Was this something you saw coming? It's, I would not expect that from Hisham, but um, I would maybe, ex- you know, expect that from anybody else or, or, or somebody who's junior. Um, but no, I, I, it's a possibility, but I would not have expected that of Hisham, in my personal opinion. And I suppose, again, uh, we just are asking as lay people to get a clarity on how exactly it works, right? Because how often do lawyers seek to discharge themselves, uh, particularly with this reason being given of not being adequately prepared? Um, And what is the process by which this actually happens, a discharge? Um, Firstly, lawyers don't usually discharge. Um, Lawyers will usually... Your lawyers only will discharge, one, if you don't pay our fees, or two, you lied to us on the instructions. Um, Other than that, well, you know, maybe there are other personal reasons for, for discharging, you know, but generally we don't because um, there's also a rule, etiquette rule, which says that, and this is rule 6B of the Legal and Practice Etiquette Rules 1978. 6B says an advocate and solicitor shall not ordinarily withdraw from an engagement once accepted without sufficient notice, without sufficient cause, and unless reasonable and sufficient notice is given to the client. So... So this is not something we, we usually do. Uh, and it's something we do when it's push come to shove. Now, what's that process like? Basically, you have to notify your client that you are applying to discharge. And um, well, uh, the court will also want to know uh, what their position is. Um, so the court has, has the power really to decide over such an application. So just because you file an application to discharge yourself, it doesn't necessarily follow that the court must grant it. Um, well, to, to say that would mean that uh, the court can be held to ransom by, by a lawyer by discharging themselves. And that surely cannot be the case. And the Chief Justice, um, well, did not allow this, but then went on to say that this would have left Najib unrepresented. Uh, I mean, how common is that? And, and what would have hap- what happens next if that's the case? Well, ordinarily, when it doesn't involve the political elite, he's just left there by himself and all the best, you know. Um, so that's, that's what usually happens to people who are not powerful and, and have absolutely are, are unknown in society, right? So, yeah, you just go on yourself. We're not going to grant you an adjournment. So, to come full circle, you you started off by talking about delay tactics. um, And this is something that we've been hearing a lot. Many have said that all of this really come down to nothing but a series of planned tactics to delay the appeal. Um, How would you respond to that? I mean, I've been talking to people as well. You know, I I want to get the sense, especially from the public, what, what are they seeing, you know, because I'm seeing it purely from a lawyer's standpoint. You know, um, and obviously that seems to be the case. You know, um, you had a very good counsel to start with. You know, uh, Tansri Shafi is a, a, a great criminal lawyer and, and reputed to be as well. And uh, you change from one to another good, very, very good uh, a criminal lawyer, um, so close to the time. So, you know, what, what else kind of conclusion can you draw? Um, 
So yeah, it's it's and 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 it's it's hard to to come to a different kind of conclusion. So many people members of the public have been quite critical of these strategies. Some lawyers have also been saying that this reflects quite poorly on the legal, on legal professionals. How would you respond to that? Well, I would agree with that criticism. Um, it doesn't put us in a good light. And this is something I feel, you know, each lawyer represents everybody. So when a, a member of the public sees a lawyer trying to scuttle a trial or trying to adjourn it and, and doing pulling all sorts of stunts, they necessarily they will they will naturally think all lawyers are like this you know and that is why it's 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 um it's a very sad thing that this is happening fari what would you like to leave us with um the fact that you know i think um my my view is that the judiciary is right to be strict on these things uh, we, we can't simply be adjourning uh, uh, cases uh, at the whims and fancies of the accused, no matter who you are, you know. The judiciary is there to protect the integrity of the administration of justice, which will go on long after this case. Um, and I think every support should be given to the judiciary to do their work and uh, not be taken by what these politicians say. There are politicians now uh, uh, throwing allegations at the judiciary, and I think that is a very disgusting thing. Um, I, 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 I certainly hope that uh, they are properly advised not to make such uh, uh, remarks against the judiciary, because I find them personally contemptuous. Fari, thanks for speaking with us today. Pleasure, Shamila, Lynn. That was lawyer Fari Azad helping us understand uh, the latest events in Datuk Sri Najib Raza's appeal, um, you know, including the latest developments. Let us know, are you following these? How are you feeling about this? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp or voice note us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have um, a message. Yes, so um, Anonymous wrote in to say, regarding Najib and his appeal, I think when the council failed to get the adjournment they want, when the lead counsel refused to submit arguments in open court saying they'll submit a written submission. That scares me. Um, previous lawyers were known for their bundles and bundles of authorities and submissions. I'm guessing that the written submission here will also be ridiculously long, taking the judges months to read through it. So um, we wanted to read this and, and maybe Anonymous put your mind at ease a little bit as well because this was reported uh, a fair amount and I think that what has happened since is that Hisham Te has clarified and and said that he's not going to be making fresh submissions as previously reported. Um, quote, and I quote, contrary to media reports, I will only file new submissions once I'm given time to do so. So this has been actually confirmed to our news team as well. And uh, that's where it currently stands. So no, no new submissions as of now. Ah, and just a little shameless plug, we are actually covering this. So if you want to head on over to Twitter or Instagram and follow us, um, yeah, there are regular updates on that. Uh, and do keep those thoughts coming. How are you feeling about these latest developments in uh, Najib's appeal? You can call us double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp or voice note us zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio, BFM eighty nine point nine. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.